time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Over the last few days, I've been hearing a lot more from people talking about how stressed they are. Sometimes they tell me that it's just kind of everything around us. You know, the society seems to be so up in the air and jobs seem to be so up in the air and they keep naming off things, their relationships and all of these things. And they just feel so stressed. They feel like there's just not enough time in the day to get everything done. And they just feel so stressed. Stressed. That's the word that seems to be a recurring theme. And so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this. A while back, I did a video about stress. In fact, I did a whole training about how to work through stress. And that's been a few years. And yet the same concepts still are true. In fact, I'm more committed to the fact that what I talked about in those trainings are absolutely true in, at every age, at every stage in life. Now, I want to just kind of think back about how we are designed. We're, we're really designed to kind of take on a crisis and then hit a lull, hit a pause. If you look around, that's kind of what happens in the rest of nature. You know, an animal suddenly is having to either get food or avoid being food, and then they're kind of hanging out. If you kind of notice that, my, my wife and I just took a, a kind of a midwinter walk through the zoo. It was an extra warm day. And so we took a walk through the zoo, and that was pretty much what we saw all around. The animals were just lazing around, lounging around. None, none seemed particularly stressed. Now, we can talk about the ethics of zoos another day. But what I was noticing was that they weren't under a whole lot of stress. And I was looking around at all of the people walking around who were ch you know, chasing their kids. And, and really, f there was a difference. The animals were at ease. But there were a lot of parents who were a little more uptight about what was going on around them. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because that's really in our, our ancestral pool. I've been listening to and reading a book uh, about our lineage way back before we were in an industrialized, even before we were in an agriculturalized society where it was more the hunter-gatherers. And part of what the author talks about is the fact that while there was a threat to existence in kind of in the long term, in the daily life, there were lots of moments of rest and relaxation. And there were there were periodic times when, you know, you had to be on the hunt and you had to be on the top of your game or you had to be at battle to protect your stuff. But then there were lulls in it. And so a lot of the days, the normal day was punctuated by trying to go get your food and then kind of hanging out the rest of the day. Now, evolution doesn't happen that fast in the human body for us to move beyond that. And yet our everyday life is no longer that way. Now we're under a constant, what a lot of people have called chronic stress of life with all of the demands around us, going to work and you know, trying to maintain that work balance that many people talk about and few people achieve where you're suddenly sprinting through a crisis at work. Or maybe it's a family issue. Something pops up in the family and that really makes people feel stressed out and those their air quotes around that. Also around time, just I can't get enough done in a day, people tell me. You and I both share the exact same amount of time, 24 hours, and yet how people feel about that time period can vary from person to person and for each person from moment to moment. 
Then we have other pieces that we bring into our lives. Did you know that when they track it, most of us have a biological response when a notification goes off on your phone? There's a sudden momentary spike in both the dopamine load and the adrenaline load in your system. Dopamine kind of makes us feel good. Adrenaline is a rev up that is really about that fight or flight response. So here you are throughout the day with that little ding going off or the flash going on or whatever it is that lets you know that something's happened. If you have it like me, an Apple Watch, you know, you get it right there on your wrist. Suddenly it's right there. And our body has a biological response to that. And that's not a huge biological response, but it's a biological response. One of the things I've started doing in the morning is checking out my heart rate variability. The longer I'm alive, the harder it is for me to recover from the kind of things I do to my body when I'm working out and doing jujitsu and other things. And so I want to make sure that before I start the day, I understand how stressed my body is, how, uh, how much my muscles are trying to recover. Now, I want to be clear that at this point, I'm talking about the, the physiological stress. If you exercise a lot, you're push, pushing those muscles through a lot. And so they're trying to recover. And so what I'm trying to get a read on is how much recovery has happened in my body and how much still needs to happen. One of the things I've noticed is while I'm letting that be read, while I'm letting uh, the meter read my heart rate variability, sometimes I'll be kind of glancing through my emails and every now and then I'll find something that kind of you know, catches my attention. Maybe there's a crisis in my company or something else and I've noticed that my heart rate variability automatically responds to it. And sometimes I'll have to retest it because it uh, messed up my heart rate variability so much that it looked like I was fully stressed out when my body itself was fully recovered. Now, let's make a distinction here. There is a difference between the physiological and the biological. If you go run a marathon, your body can be extremely stressed out and psychologically at peace. Your body can also be stressed out and your your psychology be stressed. So they can be interlinked, but they don't have to be. And that's kind of the interesting thing about the human system. A lot of times we are involved in things that would stress one person out and don't stress another one out, which is kind of one of the points I want to point to as we talk about what this stress really is about. Another place of stress these days that's so easy is comparisons. Social media hands it to us every day. Instagram hands it to you every day about all the things that other people are doing, all the great moments they have in their life. And as you know, one of the things that we like to record are the good moments. So while you're having a tough time and somebody else is having a great time, we're not watching the fact that they've posed that picture very carefully to, to show a great time. And second, that that great time isn't every moment of their life. But we get lost in that. Did you know there's a huge spike in the number of people who are going to plastic surgeons asking for the surgeon to be able to fix their physiology so that it looks more like the filters that social media puts on our phones? So we have a self-perception that we want to try to meet and we feel like we have to somehow get to this level. So we're competing with these uh, fake moments from some people and these boosted moments from some people and just their higher moments other times. And then we're aware of what's going on in our own life. 
So we have the comparison moments that stresses out, the notifications constantly coming to us, the, the time management issues, the family struggles, the work struggles, all of that leaving us stressed. Or does it? Is that really what's going on? So let's talk now about what I consider to be the reality of stress. This is where we're talking about the psychological stress. This isn't where the human body is under stress because of what you might do. I keep a pretty busy schedule physically. Every morning, my dog and I walk on about a four, four and a half mile walk every morning at a pretty brisk pace. So I always get that kind of exercise in. Then I also do multiple times a week, usually three to five times a week. I go to jujitsu for one to three and a half hours of, of training, and that's pretty intensive training. Then I also do some high-intensity uh, interval training, and I also do some uh, strength training to make sure that I hang on to whatever muscle I already have in my life. And so there are times when my body gets overheated from that much exertion. That's the physiological stress. There are other reasons that we have physiological stress, too. Maybe if you're not eating well, your body is under physiological stress to deal with that. Or maybe there's a time period when you're not getting enough rest. Maybe you have a new child that leads to a lack of sleep, and that can be a physiological stressor. But what we're talking about now is the psychological stress, the feeling of being stressed. The moments when somebody will say, man, I'm so stressed out. So let's talk about the reality of that psychological stress. The first thing I want to be very clear about is that stress actually has another word that is much more accurate for us to use, but it's a word we don't like to use, and so we had to come up with an alternative. And that word is fear. Stress is just another word for fear. And this is a very important thing to understand that whenever somebody's saying, I'm stressed about something, they're really saying, I'm fearful about something. I'm scared about this. I'm stressed out at work really means I've got some fear going on at work. But we don't like to talk about that, and that's okay. We can use other words to describe things if it's easier for us to talk about. Most people don't want to walk around saying, you know, I'm really fearful about what might happen at work. So we conveniently change that to I'm stressed at work. There's almost something noble that we've made about being stressed rather than being fearful. But it's the same thing. Physiologically, what we're talking about, and psychologically, what we're talking about is our fear response to something. So instead of saying, I'm fearful, we'll say, I'm stressed. So think for a moment about all the things over the past, say, two or three months that you might have commented about how you're stressed about it, and see if they're not tied to something fearful. I'm stressed about money. Isn't that usually about being fearful of not having enough money? I'm stressed about a relationship. Isn't it fearful about something in that relationship? Whether you're fearful about losing that relationship or fearful that it's not going in the way you want it to go, something in that is creating fear. Same thing at work. Same thing in anywhere in life that when we are stressed, what we're really doing is experiencing psychological fear. We're just giving it another name. The second thing that's very important is to realize that stress is never out there. We point to something out there, but it's not out there. It's in here. It's in us. Stress is an internal response to an external event. Internal response to the external event. It's not the external event that's stressing us. It's our internal response. 
let's say, for instance, that you and I go to an amusement park and you hate roller coasters, or maybe you love roller coasters and I hate them, but one of us hates them, the other loves them. Now we're walking up and we're in line to get on that roller coaster. One of us is feeling very stressed about the experience and the other is feeling very excited about the experience. Same thing, same roller coaster, same ride, same everything except for how we are responding internally to it. Let's make another common one, work. I've watched people go through the exact same thing at work and one say, I'm so stressed out about it and the other saying, I'm so revved up by this. I'm so excited by this. I love this kind of thing to take on, right? Same with schoolwork. One person is completely stressed out by that and the other feels completely challenged and wants to rise to the occasion. Same event, same external event, different internal response. Back to that marathon. One person might be very stressed about running that marathon, the other person being very energized about running that marathon. Same event, different response. So the second thing is to understand that this fear response is within us, not out there. When it's out there, one thing changes. If you believe that this, the source of stress is external to you rather than internal, you lose control. But if you recognize that the, the thing that's happening is your response, you suddenly have a choice in how you are looking at that response. So part of the important thing to understand about stress, number one, it's really about fear. Number two, it's really our internal response to that external event. This means that it's based in our thinking, not the event. Now I want to remind you of a core point of my theory about thriving, and that is that a thought is just a thought. Our mind likes to kick up thoughts. Our mind likes to kick up fearful thoughts under the pretense of protecting you. But they're just thoughts. Last week, I was talking with somebody who was thinking about taking a trip, but had decided to drive rather than fly because of the safety issues with flying. Now, their thoughts about that had nothing to do with logic, because if you know the statistics, the most dangerous part of a flight to somewhere is getting to the airport to get on that flight, not the flight itself, much safer than driving in the car. And yet the person was having the thoughts that were running around so much so that they couldn't contemplate making the flight, they decided to make the drive. That's about the thinking process, how we weave a story in our minds. The thing about a thought is that we can decide just how much we're going to listen to it. Once you recognize that our mind is just kicking around thoughts, that's just what minds do. They create thoughts. Then we can begin to pick and choose which thoughts we want to listen to. Sometimes those thoughts are helpful, sometimes not helpful. Notice I didn't say right or wrong. Thoughts aren't about right or wrong. They're about helpful or not helpful. Are they moving us in the direction we want to go or are they holding us back from where we want to go? Are they helping us understand things or causing us to be fearful? Thoughts, though, are just thoughts. So when we realize it's based in our thinking, we also are back to the place that that's why it's within us and that the fear response is about those fearful thoughts. 
Which brings us to a difficult one for most people to kind of take in, and that is the, the third piece about stress is that it's actually optional. It's actually optional. Now, the initial piece of this is not optional. If something happens and I immediately have some fearful thought, or maybe I'm just hanging out somewhere and I start thinking fearful things, that's just what our mind's doing. But the optional piece is how long I entertain that thought, how long I hold on to that thought, how long I continue to process that thought. The longer we process the thought, the longer our brain keeps our, our body engaged in a panic moment. The quicker we release a thought, the quicker our body returns to that, that easier state that I was talking about with the animals in the zoo, that we can also have that natural ease of kind of rising to a challenge and then finding our place of comfort again, even in the busyness of life. How stressed we're going to be is optional. That moment of fear that kicks up in the beginning, and that's why it's so important to recognize that it's about fear, but that moment of fear that kicks up, that's what our mind is doing, trying to protect us. Which leads to the last piece, the fourth piece about stress. And that is that stress tends to grow. Fear tends to grow when we contract because of the fear. If I have something that worries me so much that I decide to stay away from it, to not have an important conversation, to not do what I might need to do, to not take on the big challenges, then I am trying to abate the fear by avoiding what's making me fearful. I contract myself. That sends a message to our mind that the mind needs to keep looking for the fearful things because it must have been right about that fearful thing. It must have been right about that stressful thing. So it better expand the watch. And the bigger the watch, the more I'm going to feel fear. And the more I contract away to avoid the fear, the bigger the watch becomes. The bigger our mind is watching for what to be fearful of. The more that expands, the smaller I become. As my fears expand, I contract. My world contracts and stress feels greater and greater. One of the things I've noted repeatedly is that when people figure out what they're here for, that creates fearful thoughts. And when they start taking action, that breaks the fearful thoughts because they're moving in the, the action, the direction of that. Fear is a great importance indicator. We use it as an avoidance indicator. When we feel fear, we feel like we have to stay away from whatever it was that was triggering us. And when we do that, we're avoiding the important things. So part of the lesson of this is recognizing that when we can call stress what it really is, fear, when we can recognize that the fear is being driven by our thoughts, not what's out there, then we have some choices of how long we're going to hold on to it, some optionalness to how stressed we're going to be. And when we decide to expand ourselves, stress tends to contract. Fear tends to contract. That's how we deal with stress. If this has been helpful for you, I hope that you'll think about how you can share this with others. You can leave a rating on iTunes. You can tell your friends about this. But whatever you do, let people know that you found something that was a little bit helpful. Maybe open up your eyes a little bit. Maybe help you think through how to be less stressed.
Also, check out my books. You can go to my website, leebalkum.com. That's Lee, L-E-E, Balkum, B-A-U-C-O-M.com, leebalkum.com. And you can check out my books there on thriving and on relationships. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.